2 Timothy, um, Paul writes to Timothy and he tells them, he says to, to, uh, to implore or to use faithful men and women, actually originally translated it was faithful people to do the work of ministry. Uh, not, not a person, but a faithful person. Uh, not a person who just shows up, but somebody who's committed, somebody who wants to make a difference. And at our church, what, what matters most to us is that people are committed, that people wanna make a difference, that they're not faithless, but they're faithful, which means that they're not just faithful in the way that they attend church, but they're faithful in the way that they give to their church, that they're faithful in the way that they lead their home, that they're faithful in the way that they love their home, that they're faithful in the way that they love their spouse, that they're faithful in the way that they play their instrument, that they're faithful in the way that they do their life because that's the most important thing that a person can have in their character trait is somebody who is faithful, right? We need faithful people to lead the church. Uh, so I'm thankful for all of you that have showed up and that are faithful, that are committed to the call of our church. Um, and so there are six things that I want you to know for our cultural values at United City, okay? They were gonna be on the screen. We had a computer issue. It doesn't matter. You can type them in your phone. But these are six things you need to know for our church, okay? Uh, number one is this. I am a can-do person. Everybody say that with me. I am a can-do person. I'm a can-do person. This is what Philippians chapter three, verse 14 says. I can do all things through Christ. I can do all things. Now, I'm not asking you to like, I, I can do all things. That doesn't mean you go climb Mount Everest today without any preparation, what I am saying is that most people, my dad used to have this statement. He would say, can't, never, could. And so when I would, when I would try to do something growing up, he'd be like, if you say you can't, then you never really could do it anyway. And I know it sounds like very backwoods, but it actually played a huge part in my life. As a matter of fact, today, Cooper sometimes will say, well, dad, if you can't, you never can't, you never could. Um, so I eat the words of my own self that I tell to my child. I am a can-do person. Matthew 5, 16 says, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good deeds and give glory to the Father who is in heaven. So let your light shine. I'm a can-do person. When, when we're setting up or we're doing something at our church and we're getting together, the, one of the values that I want us to hold is to never say that can't happen. Because you know what we say when we, when we say that can't happen? We're saying that God can't do that. And that's not the kind of church that I wanna have. I wanna have a church that says, I, I can do all things, but God can do way more things than I can. And so if I put my trust in him, then he will do immeasurably more than I can do with what I have now. He will multiply. I am a can-do person. Let's say it one more time together. I am a can-do person. Ready to go. I am a can-do person. Yes. Number two. Cultural value of United City Church is this. This is not my job, it's my life. I will repeat that over and over again. This is not my job, it's my life. Now here's what happens in church context and really in, in, in any kind of a space of leadership. When somebody gets uh, tasked 
a particular job or title, they think that their only role is to serve in that particular job or title. And when they get outside of that, they're like, oh, that's not my job. You ever been around somebody who loves to watch you do something but critiques everything you do? <laughs> yes. I, one time, uh, when I was a student pastor, we were doing this big setup for our, our student ministry. And there was a guy sitting there, he's just picking on his guitar, watching everybody do their work, just looking. And he's like, I wouldn't, eh, I wouldn't have done that. You know the kind of person I want on my team is the kind of person that you don't have to ask to serve. Is the kind of person who sees something and says, hey, let's, let's help that person. Let's help them. Let, let, let's help others. This is not my job, it's my life, which means this. When you show up to church on Sunday morning or you serve in any capacity at our church, it is not a job mentality. It's, this is what I do with my life. I serve people. And it, it, it'll bleed into how you do your job effectively outside of church. Like, this, this is not my job. This is how I am. This is who God made me to be. I am a person that serves others. I, I, this is not my job. It is my life. Here, don't serve out of obligation. Serve out of dedication. Like, I, there, I know that as leaders, as people of influence, that sometimes we serve because we feel obligated. There's, you're not obligated to but if you dedicated yourself to it, then please do it. I think oftentimes we're like, well, I don't know. Kids, not a whole lot of people serving over there. I'm not doing it. I don't even have a kid. And there's no way I'm helping out in kids, man. Or, man, worship team, I, I don't know. Look like we're, we're struggling here. I got talent, but I'm gonna go ahead and let them do their thing. I, got, I, I, can't, I can't offer any help to them, but I can critique them. I can tell them how they can play their instrument the right way. You don't serve out of obligation. You serve out of dedication. When we get here to set up on a Sunday morning at 7.45, 7.30, whatever time it is that some of our teams are staggered, whatever time it is that they get here, you don't, can I just tell you something? You don't do it because you're obligated to. You're not. You're not obligated to do any of it. But if you're dedicated to do it, I promise you, I promise you, God will use you more than you can ever imagine. Do you know that because we have people that make coffee, do you know that because we have people who, when we do donuts, you know that we, because we have people who do balloon archways and all the things that we do, you know that we are helping create an environment where people can find life in Jesus? And so when you, just because you didn't speak it from the platform doesn't mean that your job is any less than anybody else's. As a matter of fact, from the streets to the seats, every job matters. And so everybody who holds a sign, it matters. Everybody who walks underneath a tent and receives a mug, it matters. Everybody who's making sure the bathrooms are clean and done up the right way, it matters. Every time we set up a banner that's in this together on the backside of our stage, it matters. Every time a kid comes into City Kids and there's a glow party or there's something and they get into a small group, it matters. Every time something happens in our church, it matters because we don't serve out of obligation, we serve out of dedication. And dedication really isn't to me, it's to God. It's a dedication to Jesus to say, you know what? You dedicated your life to me, so I'll dedicate my life to you. Colossians 3.23 says, whatever you do, do it from the heart as something done for the Lord, 
and not for people. Man, that's good. And I hate it when the Bible's right, but it's every time. It's not wrong. It's gonna tell you every time that when you do something, do it as if you're doing it for God, which means when you go to your job tomorrow, do it as if you're doing it for God, which means that when you clean your house, do it as if you're doing it for God. When you sweep your floors, sing a worship song like you're never gonna let me down, God. You know, do it as you're doing it to the Lord. One of my good friends, his name is Josh Foliart. He wrote a book called Rooted, and in the book, he has a statement that I use a lot when it comes to leadership, and he says this. He says that before God will give you a microphone, he'll enlist you with a mop. And I think too often, we got people that want microphones but don't wanna do any of the mop work. They don't wanna learn from the day in, day out of the hustle and the grind of life. You know, the, the, the people who will, who will be elevated in ministry and the people who will be elevated in their business and in their jobs and in leadership are not the people who have it all together. It's the people who are behind the scenes doing everything right, showing up on time consistently, serving, loving, caring for one another and, and doing the job right. I think it was uh, my, Amanda said one time, um, in a message that she, she talked about. She said, if you do the job right the first time, you don't have to worry about doing it again. Which means that when you serve and you show up, you, you, you do it well. Before God will give you this, he'll definitely give you, he'll enlist you with a mop. And there's so many people who want platforms and they want microphones, but they don't want to serve. Not, you see, we want people to serve. We want people to give their life to this. Number three, we think people over programs. In other words, we think lost over found. Okay? Like, what does that mean? We think lost people over programs. Lost people matter. They matter. The the Bible says that, that Jesus came to seek and save that which was lost, not the people who were already found because they've been found. They already know what they're supposed to do with their lives. Uh, Jesus in Matthew 9, verse 35 through 30, it says, Jesus continued going around all the towns and villages, teaching in their synagogues, so he went to their churches, and he preached the good news of the kingdom and healing every disease and every sickness, and when he saw the crowds, he felt compassion for them. So when, P- when Jesus saw crowds, he felt compassion for them, and here's why because they were distressed and dejected like sheep without a shepherd. Like sheep without a shepherd. If you know anything about sheep, I can tell you this, they are the dumbest animals in the world. They're dumb. I, I actually have a picture uh, that I've used before. It is a, it is a, it's like a, a, almost like a pathway of like a door and all these sheep are trying to go through the door and there's nothing on either side of the door. And they're all trying to make their way through this door and they can't figure out how to get through it. And all they had to do was not be stupid and understand that they could just walk around if they wanted to. But they're all trying to pass through the door. At our church, we will always think people, like lost people, 
because they matter to God. If you're lost, we want you to be found. And we, we, we say this, uh, I've every, not every saying, but a lot of sayings you'll hear me, I steal from people, okay? And I ain't, I ain't ashamed of it, okay? So we always say, like, found people, find people. If you've been found, your job is not to sit back and say, huh, I wonder what I can do with my life. It's to go find people. It's to go find people who need the good news, who are walking around like a sheep without, like a, like sheep without a shepherd. And what they need is not a pastor, they need a person. They need a person who will walk alongside them through some junk, okay? You, they need people. We think people over programs, that's why we do city groups. Uh, here, here's what I say, programs cost you money, people cost you your life. It means your time, it means your resource. As a matter of fact, Christian maturity is not to be friends with somebody, it's to love somebody even when it costs you something of your own. That's Christian maturity. That's what it means to be Christ-like. It is to do those things. Number four, all right? Number four in six cultural values for United City is this. Number four is I am not on the gossip train. I'm not on the gossip train uh, because if you're conducting that train, the first thing you can do is get off the track. Like, I don't want that train. The gossip train is not the train I want to be the conductor of, and it's not the train I want you to be on. Proverbs 21, 23 says, the one who guards his mouth and tongue keeps himself out of trouble. The one who guards it keeps his self out of trouble. Uh, Christine Kane, who's an author, activist, speaker, she said this, she said, if you do not see it with your own eyes, hear it with your own ears, then do not think it with your small mind and speak it with your big mouth. Like, <laughs> I, we, we could put that on every section of our, we could put that as a value for all I care. Like, we, if you, I'm gonna read it one more time. If you do not see it with your own eyes, hear it with your own ears, then do not think it with your small mind and speak it with your big mouth. That's good. Like, that's just good stuff. You know, I think that your character matters. What people say about you matters. What people, what people uh, hear about you matters. But let's just be honest most of the stuff we hear about people, it's because we, we hear it from the person who didn't like what the other person did. And what gossip does, it's like cancer. And if you know anything about cancer, you'll know this. My mom passed away uh, in this last year in November. She had cancer for three years. And what cancer does is it starts off small. And what it does is it spreads. And as it spreads, it starts deteriorating every part of your body. And as it spreads, uh, my mom had uh, rectal cancer. And so as it spread throughout her body, by the time that my mom passed away, the cancer had spread to her brain. And she was not functioning correctly, and she wasn't doing what she was supposed to be doing. She was not operating the way that she should. And gossip is like cancer. It starts off small, and what it will do is it will take an organization that was once healthy, doing great things, loving on people, caring for people, and it will absolutely ruin it. So when you hear uh, 
of when you hear of somebody talking about somebody else, uh-uh, we don't do that here. We ain't talking about anybody else. If somebody has a problem with somebody else on any team or how to handle conflict, it's always right place, right time, right spirit. Like if your spirit's not right, then shut it down. If it's not a good time, find a better time. If you're not in the right place, then wait till you are in the right place. But the last thing any team or leader should be doing is spreading gossip about another person, especially in the church. Ah, it's why people don't like us. <laughs> it's why people don't like the church. It's because they've been talked about. And if the church can't get along, then why do they wanna be a part of that? If, if people in the church can't get along, I don't wanna be a part of that. The Bible also says... Um, in, oh, I didn't even, no, my bad. I didn't even write that down, okay? Number five, all right, I'm just gonna move on. Number five, I am, because I could be there for like an hour on just, just close your mouth. Uh, one last thing, when I was in high school Spanish, I have to say this, when I was in high school Spanish, I am terrible at Spanish, okay? But my, my high school Spanish teacher taught us a saying, and uh, this is, I'm gonna butcher this and it's gonna be great, but it was, en boca cerrada no entran moscas, and it was, in a closed mouth, a fly can't enter. You know why? You know why? Because it's closed. And sometimes you need to just close your mouth. Sometimes the best thing to say is to say nothing. And so my encouragement as team, as people, as people on our our lead team, as people who, who work all around. And understand that Sunday can be a stressful day and nothing positive can happen when you're negative. And what comes out of, the Bible, it says this, that what is in you will eventually come out of you. And what you deposit in you will come out of you. Negatively speaking, if you're negative, you'll always be negative at times. And what negativity does, it rubs off on other people. It allows them to be negative. Number five, I am an encourager. So I'm not on the gossip train. I'm an encourager. Proverbs 10, 11 says, the mouth of the righteous is a fountain of life, but the mouth of the wicked conceals violence. I'm an encourager. We can do this. It's gonna be a great day. I gotta be honest. Sometimes that's difficult. It's not fun sometimes. Sometimes things don't go right. Sometimes it's, you know, it, it's a bad day. We all have them. But the best thing we can do is encourage. It's gonna be okay. It's gonna happen. Things are gonna be great. Proverbs 16, 24 says, gracious words are like honeycomb. I love the Bible's language. It's like, it's like honeycomb. It makes me think of like honeycomb, like cereal. I don't even know why. Like honeycomb, sweetness to taste and health to the body. That the that the words are like honeycomb, sweetness today. And guess what they are? When you are an encourager, they're health to the body. Not just your body, but somebody else's body and the body of Christ. Across the board. I am an encourager. So when you talk about your life, you're an encourager. You're a part of our team, you're an encourager. You show up on a Sunday morning to set up, we're gonna have fun and be encouraged, all right? Last thing is this. 
Last thing is this. I will intentionally communicate. I will intentionally communicate. Not accidentally communicate what I didn't mean to communicate because I can't keep my mouth closed. Because that's me. Like I am a foot insert in mouth person. It happens. Do not process internally, communicate effectively. You ever, you ever, uh, <laughs> you ever make up an argument in your head about what you were gonna say to the person that you had an issue with? <laughs> it's the worst. Well, they can't even, here's what I would say to them. And if it really happened, you know you wouldn't say it, but you created this argument in your head. It happens all the time. Don't process internally. Understand that church, things won't go right at sometimes. In business, things won't go right sometimes. Things won't happen right. Things don't always work the way we want them to. Do not process internally, communicate effectively. Proverbs 13, 17 says, an unreliable messenger stumbles into trouble. An unreliable messenger, Proverbs 13, 17. But a reliable messenger brings healing. One thing that you need to understand is that when somebody comes to you and they wanna intentionally communicate, consider the source it's coming from. Consider it. You know that one of the leading causes of divorce in our society is communication? Isn't that crazy? That one of the leading causes of divorce, number one is money. Number two is lack of communication. And so what that tells me is this, is that we are part of uh, Christ and his bride. And if we do not communicate intentionally, guess what it can cause? A, a ripple effect that can cause us to divorce. That's probably why some of you have left the churches if you've left a church before because of, of bad communication. Communicate intentionally. And here's what that means. Every single week at our church, you will hear us communicate things with intention. Like, we're in this together. And I know that you're probably like, I'm tired of hearing that, I don't care. We're in this together, and you know why? Because we are. And when you get tired of hearing it, that means you're just getting it. Vision will be cast every single week. When we say things like, like we don't want something from you, we want something for you, when we take up, uh, when we receive our offering, no, that we say that, you wanna know why we say it? Because generosity is our spirit and we want something that's gonna change your life. Uh, when we say that, that, you know, that prayer is our foundation, it's because it is, it's important to us. We will cast vision until you're tired of it, and guess what we'll do? We'll cast more vision the same way. Because here's why. If you don't grab hold of the vision, then you can't be a part of the process that can change you and the city. The Bible says that those without clear vision cast off restraint. So it means that they, they, they're upset about it. When vision is not clear, then guess what we, what we are? We are divided. And the Bible says a house divided can't stand on its own. And so every week, we wanna be as clear as possible. Communicate intentionally, not, not, with, not with anger, intentionally. So um, 
And when people ask why we do the things that we do, it's because we just want, we exist to unite people far from God. And this is the way that we feel like people can be closer to God. Uh, when people would say, why do you guys do city groups that meet all over the city? It's because we believe that life is better together. And we just believe that it can change somebody's life. When people say, why is your music loud? And I said, so we can't hear you sing and it's better, all right? No, I'm just joking. <laughs> why is your music loud? So you can sing and nobody can be like, oh my gosh, that person next to me can't sing. When people come to us and they say, uh, why don't you have um, a choir? It's because we don't have enough people to have one. And number two, um, to be honest, I don't think they're bad. It's just that that's not us. We wanna get the best with the minimal amount of resources that we have. When people come to us and they say, hey, how come that uh, your pastor doesn't wear a suit and a tie? You can tell them, I hate them. <laughs> I don't like suits and ties. Um, I'm just a normal guy. I will wear them at funerals and weddings. And when, when people come and they, they question everything, and they question some of the stuff we do, when people come and they say, you know what, your preaching is not that deep. And I say, cool, you don't understand what we're trying to do. We're trying to reach people. And if you would actually deepen your relationship personally, then our pastor wouldn't have to cast such a wide net for you. And so it, it, it's always something, and we're always trying to communicate intentionally and effectively to people. Right place, right time, right spirit.